What's up, everybody? This is Ben. <laughs> Hi, and this is Vicky, or whoever. Who cares? That's always been my approach. <laughs> and you're listening to Rerun 12 of Insane Ramblings, the show where we kind of look back over Insane Ramblings history and just recap the best bit that I've done. <laughs> yeah. um, so this episode, we'll be revisiting the moments of Ben. See, this is more of like a Vicky one. Is it? This is... My, tra- my Travis Scott inspired rant made I mean, the cut. that's not Vicky. I mean, like, there's a time where my grandpa fought the drug dealers. Also like, not related to me. Like, I told that story, but it was like his moment, you know? Right, but it's you. I mean, I wasn't there, though. <laughs> I'm just bringing it to the people. When your grandpa fights a drug dealer, <laughs> it'll make a rerun show, all right? We get to hear about Vicky seeing Julian shirtless. That was I mean, yeah, one finally. of my favorites from the last 50 episodes, yeah, right. and that's a good chunk of this episode. <laughs> I finally made the cut of my own show. So, uh, <laughs> enjoy. Buy a taxi. Uh-huh. A service. It takes money. Unregistered implies like some back alley shit. <laughs> you have a lovely man's peachy bottom. That's the quote we're going to ask. <laughs> I didn't know where to poo and I couldn't walk. But next thing I know, like I'm turning around and Ben's pants are like half off. <laughs> I'm an awkward, weird virgin. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some time. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. It's in Ramblings. So, I guess we'll start off the show with a bit of a show and tell theme. We've oh. told you what the prop shows all is, <laughs> but as every prep teacher knows, that's done enough. That's only half of the exercise. You don't want your entire class standing up and explaining how they can tie their shoes. You want to see them tie their shoes. Do I? <laughs> yes. Do I want to see a whole bunch of third graders tie their shoes? <laughs> third grade? That's slow. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what what year did you tie your shoes in? Well, are we talking bunny ear or full loop the loop? I'm thinking just like in general what grades play show and tell. Prep to say four, I'd say. Yeah, so three See, isn't out of that. No, cap. but by prep, I was doing at least bunny ears tying. I wasn't bringing that up in grade three like I learned to tie on my shoes today. Why is everyone against the loop the loop? No, loop the loop is the major way. I'm not wearing. Loop the loop is like when you do the. See, bunny ears is when you've got the two loops yeah. and then you tie them. What is wrong with that? Nothing. I don't know. Because you're seeming like that's a year three way of doing it. No, year three is really old. You're okay, so stuck you're, in three years. But like, I'm, I'm saying, like, when you teach kids to do. Tying their shoes. Yeah. People are like, oh, go to the bunny ears. Yeah. And then eventually at some stage you're supposed to graduate to the loop the loop. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. But I never graduated. I'm, Didn't you? I'm, oh my I'm goodness. This is the scoop of the century. I wish we had a scoop. <laughs> Someone record that. You, can, you, can, we can you just... still do it, bunny ears? Do you have Velcro shoes? I wish. If, <laughs> if I could downgrade to those uh, spiral, uh, you know, springy shoelaces, if they would come back in fashion, I'd of those so if they made Velcro shoes in your size, you'd wear them? Nah, because... Do you just wear a lot of boots? No, but it's, it's shunned by the public to wear Velcro at 25 years old. Is it? Why? Well, I, That's what ha- you'd like to it's, know. It's hard to get respected in important situations, which I try to avoid in general. Yeah, you don't want to be like, so anyway, here's this year's budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you don't see um, Steve Jobs at the uh, press conference or whatever. He announces the new iPhone and then he uh, kicks off his <laughs> Velcro shoes. But uh, the bunny ears, no one can tell that you're doing it. It's all in the uh, initial... I think it's easier to undo the other way. You reckon? I don't know. It's very similar. I haven't done the bunny ears since I was five. This is really stretching my memory. It's good. You should come back to it. Yeah, okay. We propose that bunny ears becomes a socially acceptable way to tie your show- shows. Your shows. shoes. You, you seem to overreact when I admitted that I bunny ears it. But, <laughs> but I reckon there's a lot of people out there that do the same and... 
they just tend to avoid talking about it. Because 0427 it, pop pop if yeah. you're still bunny ears. It's not a conversation that comes up frequently, but I think that the few people who know what I'm talking about will completely relate. Yes. Anyway, that's not the, the uh, proposal that I was going to use as our example, but that works. <laughs> we propose that... The Bunny Ears for All initiative. Bunny Ears for All. Why are we shunning one half of our society? That's right. 50% of people tie their shoelaces this way. I don't know that. Well, 50% of this room, that's a good enough <laughs> yes, poll. that's right. We've done a poll of this room and yeah. 50% of people still do it the stupid way. I mean... What? <laughs> you might get mistaken for a stripper if you're wearing Velcro shoes. What strippers are you going to? <laughs> Check out my feet. <laughs> That's a very slow tease. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Why would I be mistaken for a stripper? Yeah, because you've got Velcro. Everyone knows oh, the Velcro. Oh, because they've got tearaway clothing. Yeah, past, okay. past at, say, 12 years old, any Velcro is only acceptable on strippers, I'd say. All right. Well, yeah. uh, I don't know. I haven't gone that far. Okay. <laughs> so you're not just ripping yeah. your shoes off for the pleasure of others? No, it's more snaps that I use. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I did say you were the cowboy of uh, the radio cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to let that name catch on. <laughs> All right, so I suppose shall we do the actual proposal we're planning, or just move on? No, no, some? I want to hear a proposal. All right, I'd like to propose. The show starts now, everyone. Yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse the first. We wanted you to have a good eleven o three, so yeah, we yeah. thought we'd just have a little chatter to get you in. Uh, I propose that no one uses WhatsApp as a greeting anymore. Ooh, controversial. I know, right? But I'll show you why. I, it was on, I was just trying to sound impressive. Oh. Mm. Well, we did start off with the controversy of the bunny ears versus... I know, there's only so much controversy you can fit into the first 10 minutes of the prop shows. Well, thank goodness it's 11-11. Phew. Quick, everyone, make a wish. Um, also... Are we going to grant those wishes or they just make them? No, they just make them. It's an 11-11 thing. Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, um, so here we go, Ben. You're trained from birth to have a good answer to this. How are you? I'm pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. How are you good? I was, I, was I, trying, I was trying to avoid this stereotypical good answer because when people do that, then it sounds like, you know, that's just your stock standard. But what I mean is, even though it is your stock standard, if you're caught unawares, if you're caught with your how are you pants down, you've still got something to say, right? You can just go a good and then get out of there. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you notice, I hesitated before I said pretty decent. Also, a pretty terrible <laughs> response. Yeah. I would say good without the hesitation would have been better. Exactly. But there's so much pressure when someone asks you that the question that I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, just stock standard response. I want to seem like I'm doing something. That I panic, pause, don't say anything, and then, like, five seconds later, I'm like, yeah, good, and just, like, <laughs> revert back. How on earth did you decide that radio is for you? I know. <laughs> Simple questions like, how are you, paralyze you? <laughs> that's, that's Sin's the only uh, one that would allow me to broadcast. <laughs> well, I say, I, I just think with how are you good, there's always a response you can say, even if it's not amazing, and sure. you can say it within a window of time that's not odd. What's up? What's up? You think, you think that you have to be doing something if someone asks you what's up? What do you say to what's up? What's the standard answer? Hey, Ben, what's up? Well, at the moment, I would say I'm doing a radio show. So you would say what you're doing. What if you're not yeah. really doing anything? That, well, that is the conundrum in situations where you're just, like, talking to someone. It literally makes me feel cold and sick with nerves <laughs> when someone says what's up. I'm like, um, uh, good. And yeah, that's not an answer. <laughs> What's up? Good. That's hey, what you get from me. Look over there. Yeah, <laughs> I know because I want to be. I want to be giving the stock standard answer that I'm comfortable with. But why do you force me into this corner where I'm just having to come up with stuff off the top of my own head? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the I've talked about this before, but the real 
a problem with that question is that when you're hanging out with someone for an entire day and then at the end of the day they're like, so what's up? What's up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> it's like, you know what's up. I've just been hanging out with you for six hours. Well, that what's up sort of implies, I think only blind people should be allowed to ask it. Because what's up? You can see what's up. I'm yeah, standing yeah. here talking to you. It's like if you're with a blind person, you can describe their immediate surroundings yeah. to them. And like, oh, yeah, thanks, Ben and Vicky. That was really helpful. Exactly. What's if, up? Exactly what you see, bro. Yeah, if what I'm, do you want me to say? Exactly. If you're sur- describing my immediate surroundings, well, I probably already know that. Yeah, exactly. It literally makes me feel cold and sick because I don't know what to say. Someone told me the correct response is nothing. What's up, nothing? Someone's texting in saying, what about Bugs Bunny? That's a, a response that you can panically head towards. <laughs> what? No, I think they're talking about the shoes. <laughs> no, no, no. What's up, Doc? Ah, true. Yeah. What do I say? What's the answer, though? What about Bugs Bunny? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> I'm already socially these, awkward as it is. These are the are you meant to be helping I'm, me? I'm just reading the listeners. Maybe they were talking about the shoes. If, <laughs> if it will so. help them feel more uh, at ease. <laughs> I just feel like we need to either stop using WhatsApp as a greeting or have a stock standard acceptable answer when you've got nothing better to say. Well, why don't you just say like what you're doing in your daily routine or something? Well, that's weird. It's like, what's up? Oh, uh, yeah, I've been at uni. It's weird. But have like have like a go-to thing for that week that you can rotate to for like I'm busy as it is. I have to write down a WhatsApp response every week. No, no, no. When do I write it? Monday morning to last through to Sunday if or you, if you're so busy, surely you did something of interest during the last seven days or so. Yeah, but you're putting a lot of pressure on. It's not like you know, what what have you been up to? It's like what's up right now? Tell me, quick, get it out. And it better be interesting, because this is the beginning of our conversation. If but you don't get it out now, I'm out of here. I feel that people ask that question over how are you because they don't want the good response. If someone's like, what's up? It means that they are asking, like, hey, have you done anything that will be better than a boring, like, how's the weather conversation? No. What do you say if no, you haven't? Well, then then they panic. Put the awkward back on them and just stare at them until they go away. (laughs) Okay, well, that's what I'm going to start doing because what's up makes me very nervous. Sure. Wall Street. I'll, t- I'll give you another example of um, you're saying this is just one of these things we do to placate ourselves to make it seem like we're doing something. Oh, so many. I recently discovered the close button in the elevator. Does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a plus- Have you been listening to that radio show? No. What radio show? 99% Invisible. No, I've heard people talk about it, but I have not heard it. A friend of mine who's no longer my friend, not over this issue. But let's be honest, it was involved. <laughs> He woke me and I didn't like it. Now I'm woke. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Put me back in the matrix. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, did I ask to be woke? Before you tell someone, actually, before we go into placebo buttons, let's just say if you don't want to be woke. (laughs) Oh, it's too late. (laughs) We've already burst the silver spoon. We've already uh, done the elevator thing. Well, Ben, I'm just saying when you edit, can you go back and just put like a woke alarm? Like, woke, woke. How about at the start of this episode? I'll put some kind of... Like disclaimer? Yeah, spoiler warning slash woke alarm. Yeah, we need a woke alert. This episode will make you too woke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't want to be woke, don't listen. Do it now. Just I'll edit it in the okay. start. Okay, do you want to... You you'll kick it off, I'll add. All right. Alert, citizens. <laughs> alert. You're about to be woke. <laughs> Not everyone is a blue pill taker. I understand that. So if you want to remain unwoke, some would say asleep. Mm. <laughs> Don't listen any further. We will insert the time here. I'll say some random times. No, for we're ben not going to. Gonna... If you want to be unwoke, tune into this episode at. I'm not going to go minutes. to that degree. You just are you listening hour. or you're not? One hour and a half. Oh my God. <laughs>
<laughs> 15 minutes. Ben, you can just choose one of those. Mm, great. Woke alert. Woke alert. Woke alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you don't see too many PSAs <laughs> just end with the uh, slightly solemn but repetitive, uh, you know, iteration of no, what we're about. No, it's siren. Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to add in the siren as well. Okay, good. You don't need to just be like, woke alert, everybody, woke alert, woke alert. No, that's good. Right. So it drains into the distance. I think like we've really hammered it home at if this If you don't want to get woke, don't listen. I mean, it's, it's too saying. late now, Ben. Anyway, so this guy woke me. So we're at the top of the show to change the topic a little bit. Yeah. I hinted that this would be a very judicial episode. Mm-hmm. I spent last weekend with my grandpa for his 85th birthday. Right. Tropical judge. So, Better known as. Indeed. So I've got many a tropical judge tale <laughs> oh, to great. share with you all. Excellent. So uh, for anyone who's just what was, new what to the show. What birthday was it, sorry? 85. Wow. He's getting up there. The big eight five. Yeah. So anyone not familiar with the tropical judge... Um, <laughs> You might have heard, I think it was last rerun episode, mm-hmm. the, the time that he gave away the Fifty Shades of Grey book. Ah, a great, uh, a great anecdote, uh, I yeah. feel. So yeah. if you haven't, you haven't heard that, that one yet. quality. Go back and listen to that and you'll get a gist of who we're talking about here. The man behind the mystery. Right. Oh, um, that's up there with one of my favourite stories. This is the same man who once pretended to be a witch doctor to rescue a woman from being exiled from her African village. Also good. By breathing fire. And, uh, Up there with one another of my favourite stories. Yeah, this, this, yeah. if we're talking he's about... He's ruined me for all other men. <laughs> he has. If we're talking about people who've lived, it's, oh, it's yeah. Drake and Grandpa. Yeah, I feel your Grandpa outlived Drake he's, in years and experiences. There you go. I started reading his autobiography and I was not disappointed. And like the great thing, well, I've mentioned this on the show before, but mm. the great thing about his autobiography is that you read it and you're like, what happened to all these crazy stories that you told me? And he's like, well, I couldn't fit them in. It's and like, you're like, but those are the best parts. And this thing is 3,000 pages or something. It was massive. So I can't believe you couldn't fit them in. Yeah. What's, this, what's this, padding? Yeah, it's like you clearly didn't have an editor saying cut back on this no. stuff. So. It's interesting. So do you feel the stories that got left out are better than the stories that got put in? Yeah, it's clear that he wanted to include his life. Yes. And as, I wanted which to is include good for an autobiography point sure, of view. Sure, but I wanted to include like the stops along the way that kind of give character to <laughs> grandpa that I feel I feel like that was glossed over. Yeah, he glossed over how he met his wife. She just appears in the story. Unimportant. <laughs> pretty much. But get back not, to me. Yeah, pretty much. It's not like the world's greatest romance. She I mean, just sort of appears in the been first together, chapter. They've been together for about fifty years, but time will tell on that one. So <laughs> right, you feel it's on its last legs. Yeah, he doesn't want to let the reader get too invested right, just in case yeah. there, there's divorce Things don't on work the horizon. Out. Yeah. yeah. The piece de resistance. Oh, here we go. Is uh, the story that he told that happened during the week. Right. Wow. A recent one. Yeah. Now, this was like three hours into this lunch. Like, this wasn't. Well, it's a long lunch. Yeah, it went for like four hours. I got Whoa. there a bit early. Like, I just mistake. Well, the that's time. a mistake. And yeah, there was. But even so, this is a story you bring up in the first ten minutes if this happens. Yeah, to he you. buried the lead. Right. So. I, Although uh, he had a lot of great material, so... It's true. I can see how he He could have been buttering us up. Look, there's a lot of lead stories there. Any of those would be my most exciting story I had to tell, so... Yeah. But even so, I was like, why did you wait this long to tell us this? He's on maybe, The Bachelor. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Must be disappointing for your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, a few days ago, 
my auntie and uncle who live right next door to my grandparents. Pippendale. Yes. They... Um, the rescue rangers. They heard a lot of traffic coming through their street. Okay. This is like early in the morning and... There was a parade for your grandfather. <laughs> and so my auntie's like, oh, go out and see what's going on because usually this time of morning, there's not typically this many uh, cars coming through. Oh, it sounds like they lead an exciting life. Okay, babe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it turned out that traffic was being redirected down their suburb, like down their crescent. Wow. And... Um, one of the streets was blocked off mm-hmm. and there was all these police cars surrounding this one house. Okay. And they couldn't tell exactly what was going on. I think that's grandpa's house. <laughs> no? No, it wasn't grandpa's house. Oh. It was just like another house. And um, they're like, oh, a few months ago, like this house was sold um, for like 300 grand more than every other property in the neighborhood. Okay. What's buried beneath it? Well, it seemed like the reason that, like, at the time, no one knew what was going on, but it seemed like the reason was... Like money laundering or something? Well, there was some kind of drug operation going on right, there. Right, yeah. And I guess with the house, you've got this <laughs> drug lab. Yeah, which is worth an extra three grand. Three, Sounds 300 like, grand. Oh, yeah, sorry, 300 grand. Sounds like uh, the going price for a drug lab. Yeah, and so I was, like, trying to look at, you know, to verify the story, and right. I found this article. Woman arrested at Melbourne Drug Lab. So this is from October 14th on uh, 9news.com.au, which right. seems like a pretty reputable site. There's no follow-up, unfortunately. It's a very short article, but I'll read it to you now. A woman has been arrested after police raids uncovered a drug lab at a Melbourne house. Mm-hmm. The woman in her 20s mm-hmm. was arrested during a drug raid in Ringwood on Wednesday morning, police say. The bomb squad was called in to assess the safety of the drug, uh, drug lab and arson chemists are currently on scene. Okay. So I don't have any more like information about what this lab this involved. Was quite the lunch, right? Everyone was swapping pretty swell stories. But like that, everyone brought something. They brought their egg conversation. Oh, definitely. But if you had any doubt whether Grandpa just makes this shit up, <laughs> like he didn't pull out a tooth. I've got nine <laughs> news backing me up here. No, that's Pip and Dale. I've got them as well. Wait, well, how was Grandpa involved? So now, a few days later, right? They're going for a walk my um, grandpa and my auntie and uncle right and again yeah. leading exciting life <laughs> <laughs> it's high stakes in ringwood it is let's hang out with your dad and so they round this corner and two people run out of this drug house <laughs> okay and like the windows is this pre or post arrest post arrest like a few days later yeah. um and so the windows are all smashed up and yeah. it's obviously shit has gone down and one guy is carrying a cricket bat and the other guy's got what sounds like from my grandpa's description like a butterfly knife <laughs> he described it as oh a dagger with like two points on it okay yeah, yeah. so he said it was like a pretty serious weapon and my grandpa's like been in the legal area for like in the legal world for what 60 years yeah a lot a lot of his life so he's oh he knows knives oh yeah <laughs> he's he's seen some things <laughs> So he's taken out his own damn tooth. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind that this guy's 85 years old. My, oh no, he doesn't. My auntie and uncle are like Cowering freaking the fear. fuck out. He runs like straight towards these. Hey, why? He's ruined me for all other men. <laughs> I don't know. He's a badass. That's why. <laughs> he's ruined me for all other men. <gasps> and and takes one down. He he broke up the fight. <laughs> He's ruined me for all other 
man, that's amazing. So he, are you serious? This eighty-five-year-old man. How fit is he? Not very. I like. Like, is he frail? Yeah. When I. <laughs> yeah. When I went to um. How stiff a wind would blow him over? Light. <laughs> I w- Seriously. I went to hug him on his birthday, and he almost <laughs> fell over twice. <laughs> so how did he break up this fight? So he had his walking stick. What with frailty alone? I don't know. They felt sorry for he's him. Like, he's eighty-five, but he thinks he's like in his forties. Oh. I love so, that he's realistic. It's like, nah, he doesn't think he's in his twenties. Come on, that's well, just silly. Yeah, he's definitely forties. He's definitely the kind of guy that's like mentally young. <laughs> and so he uh, he's got like a walking stick in one hand and like runs towards these guys, and they're obviously not expecting it. No. So I think the shock of this old <laughs> weird man running towards them. It's like the like, crazy cat lady in The Simpsons. <laughs> well, like, yeah, this like snapped them back into reality. I guess. That's so funny. And he's like. Um, don't kill this man. <laughs> if you did do. he actually say? <laughs> Apparently. Wow, this is so. This is like a Shakespeare speech. Yeah, he's like, uh, if you do what? If you don't kill this man, because if you do, it's like a moment of your life. But then you'll be spending the rest of your life in jail. Shit. And so, like, I, he laid he the like, advice on him. Yeah, he he grandpa'd him. Yeah, he got the consequences, like you know, oh. churning in his mind or whatever. No, I just feel like he grandpa'd him. Like he came by and laid some heavy advice. He on did. Him. He's he's like wow. It's like having my own grandpa. I never had a family. <laughs> Thank you, old <laughs> Thanks, man. kind stranger. Yeah, exactly. No one ever cared about my life. I never had an old man to meddle in my affairs. <laughs> my, own, my own dad only taught me how to wield a butterfly <laughs> knife, but you, sir, you changed care. my worldview. <laughs> what a man. And what a man, what a man. <laughs> That's how I feel about your grandpa. Anyway, long story short, my grandpa now runs a drug lab. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's saying like how he's had a lot of people come before him in the courts right. that, that uh, regret know, ha- have been in similar situations. Like and, if only I hadn't stabbed him. Yeah, and so uh, like he knows that most people just want someone to break up the fight, but neither of them want to back down. Back down. So he was kind of like, he was taking a fucking risk. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it paid off and they both kind of stood down at that point because yeah. someone else intervened that's like none of them lose face in that way. Yeah, they could have just both killed him. That, that's a high <laughs> possibility. So my uh, uncle's So people like, have come before him in the courts and mean like, I just felt like I couldn't back down if only someone had stopped us. I don't know if they were that blunt about it, but he definitely got that impression over wow. the years. And he was talking about how anger is a form of temporary insanity and, like, it just overclouds people's judgment and, like, afterwards they're regretful. But yeah, I bet. But like, too late, they can't do yeah, anything Yeah, haven't you ever it. done anything, like, you regret when you're pissed off? I'm sure I have nothing, like, immediately oh. comes to mind. Well, no, I haven't, like, killed anyone. But, like, you've, like, probably said harsh words to someone and you're like, I actually didn't mean that. Yeah, of I was just pissed off. There you go. Yeah. Everyone does it. Yeah, but not Not, not everyone wields a butterfly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> If only it had been a butter knife. <laughs> That's what he'd say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Your Honor. I mixed up butterfly and butter knife. You know how these things happen. Yeah, it happens. But, uh, yeah, turns out my 85-year-old grandpa is... What a man, what a man. <laughs> what a mighty good man. So, uh, yeah, just another footnote oh, in the life of Tropical Judge. Every cl- I have a lot of clients at the hospital that are getting elderly and are like, look, I just feel like it's all over for me. 
I'll be like, funny you should say that. <laughs> You'd be surprised what another 85-year-old man out there is doing. Yeah. Writing books and breaking up fights. And my uncle is just like by the sidelines. He's side kicking lines. ass and taking names and he's all out of names. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle's by the sidelines um, calling Cowering. the cops. Just, yeah. <laughs> Behind probably, your auntie. Yeah, almost using certainly. Using your auntie as a human shield. <laughs> trying to not get involved as, possible, <laughs> as quickly as possible. I remember twice in my life, in fact, dad has like, we've had a, a car that wasn't working. This is like in my childhood. So between say eight and 18, I can't remember exactly when. Yeah. One of the times, you know, he was out under the engine, came back in, Vicky, do you have a pencil? Disappeared to somewhere with a pencil and the car started. Another time was it, um, Vicky, can I have your pair of stockings? Disappeared somewhere with the stockings under the car and the car started. I was like, holy shit. Oh, like, so he, we're using these items to MacGyver the car together. I guess so. <laughs> Or like he bartered with someone that I couldn't see <laughs> fixed the car for a pair of stockings and a pencil. Yeah, a guy with um, our mechanic has a massive stocking fetish. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, there's a, and you won't be able to see him because he's also a midget. So. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I'm pretty sure he MacGyvered the car to start both those times. But you, like, you, you know, you've had your fair share of crappy cars. Right. This explains everything. What do you like, mean? Dad's always MacGyvering Yeah, them. they're rigged together with pencils and pantyhose. Essentially. <laughs> like, I remember you had to go through the side door because, like, the whole... Oh, yeah. Like, one, the driver's door didn't work or, like, the window was busted or something. Yeah. One time you had to, like, you could start your car with any key. That like, was amazing. Yeah, like... What a car. You could, it didn't even have to be a key. If something would fit enough in it that you could turn it, it would start. Like the easiest car to hotwire And no one ever did, which is also <laughs> Because amazing. no one would want to, because it's a piece <laughs> of shit. why. I was like, this doesn't concern me at all. No one's ever going to steal this car. Um, it was only ever to get home. Like, then it would go to the mechanics and get fixed real. Dad, this is. But, but you would always get, like, stranded. And, like, surely you spent more money on, like, you know, just... Cabs and it, stuff. That kind of thing, I know, yeah. just, like, catch cabs everywhere. Yeah. You'll save yourself a lot of money. And time. <laughs> See, I was a student, so I was like, time's something I've got a lot of. It's money I don't have. <laughs> so I'll buy cheap cars. You know what else I got a lot time. of? Pencils. <laughs> yeah, shit, a lot of pencils now. Um, yeah, so it was only ever to, like, get us home or to the mechanic. But I was like... Growing up now, I'm like, holy crap, dad was a man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't do that. I know, I couldn't. And none of my boyfriends could, I don't think either. I was like, holy shit. He's like a real man raised me. I'm going to get a like Tesla and just get him to repair it and see what he can do. He'll be like, he'll try to get under it and be like, where's the pencil go? It's just a giant battery. Yeah. Well, this was like back when it was the carburetors and like they were basically like automatons. They were already, you know, stitched together essentially. Yeah, exactly. But I was just like... Oh my gosh, like it's basically like John Wayne raised me and now I have to like, you know, marry into this world of Steve Jobses. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, to... Sorry, yeah. To I just thought that was amazing. Imagine your dad disappearing in behind the car like, I yeah, got no, this. that's impressive. Past the pair of stockings and then being like, all right, the car started, we're going home, children. I did not appreciate that enough at the time. No, like uh, I think I mentioned this on the show before in my experience as a manly man. There's very few things that I can point to and say, like, I did that. I think we've said like, you're a guy. Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. Because <laughs> your grandpa or your uncle? Not My your grandpa. Uncle. It's not your uncle. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a guy. Has antlers that are a gun rack? Yeah, my... Uh, Canadian grandpa? My mum's dad had... Um, he was, like, a hunter in Canada, so he would kill moose <laughs> and, like, you know, to eat and stuff. Yeah. That's a 
man. Yeah. You're a god. And so he, I guess at one point, shot a moose and used its antlers as a trophy, <laughs> which he held his shotguns on, like rifles and shit. <laughs> And so messed up when, when you I describe was, it that way. When I was a kid, I was like, I want that. Like, that is freaking over my mantelpiece. And then when he died, like, I never got any word of where the antlers were. I'm like, come, this is question number one. Like, the first one Mom. is like, the first one is like, are you okay? Uh, the second one is, how can I get those antlers? <laughs> yeah, Tina dropped the ball there. There was a rumor that his friend Benno in Canada got mm. them, so... So close. I'm waiting for him to die, right. and then surely I'm next in it's line. Beno to Ben. Yeah, right. You would think. It's not a hard stretch. No. Yeah, so we, I think we agreed off the back of that story that you're definitely a guy. Yeah, compared to that. Like, he would ice fish and... Yeah, you're like, a guy. I don't I'm, think there's any shame any in being a guy, but it's not a man. <laughs> well, like, the two... <laughs> or the, like, there's a, maybe, like, three physical things that I've helped build or construct. Oh, right. Okay. The arcade machine. That's yeah, a guy move. That's a big one. That's and a guy move. I... Oh, come on. That was like... <laughs> it's not the bridge over the River Kwai. <laughs> it's still like... It was impressive enough to me that when I had finished it, I would just look at it. I'm like, yes, I built that. That's like a guy move. Like, I like... For example, like this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Guy thing Before we hit record, there's nothing. Then like two hours later, we've made an episode. Right. Like that's pretty cool because <laughs> like we created something from nothing. Okay. Is that the second thing you'd point to? No, no, your no. manliness? No. I was like, that does not help you. I just like that feeling of... Having made something. Creation. Yeah. yeah, everybody does. Right. So... Well, uh, like when I wrote a novel, I was like, even if this is like just saved on my computer forever, like, holy crap, I wrote a novel. Yeah, like, it's there was an no, achievement regardless. Right. There was nothing. And now there's 200 pages of a completely original story with completely original characters. Uh, yeah. Even if it goes nowhere, that's an achievement. Right. Like, especially, you know, a lot of the time this show... I never know what we're going to talk about. Like, right. you know, I might have a few things like topics that I want to hit, but the in-between stuff, <laughs> it just kind of fills in itself. And yeah. so it's like fun to even before the show starts, like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen today. <laughs> like, that's just a, you know, a nice experiment. Then I get the same feeling when I built this arcade machine. Right. It's like, you know, I, made I had, a thing. Yeah, I had this before. plan and I set out to build an arcade machine. And then a couple of months later, it's been built. One existed. Yeah. Right. So I built that. I helped build a chicken coop. At your place? Yeah. Yeah, it's not great though, is it? It's, I mean, it lasted like 10 years. <laughs> like it, the chickens didn't escape. It was ramshackle. It's, I mean, what do you want? It's a chicken coop. <laughs> it's not the freaking hotel Hilton. I would Hilton. just call it ramshackle. Regardless, it held chickens. <laughs> yeah, it was ramshackle. All right, well, I was happy enough with that. Okay. I was like pretty young. Come on. But then the third thing is, you're if you're not impressed by the chicken no, coop, you're not, not going to be impressed oh, by the third what is one. It? This is I like this one <laughs> because I could see it every day. It's the um, the toilet roll holder in the bathroom. Yeah. No, at my parents' house. I don't remember that. It's not like anything to you, you know. built it. That's actually probably more impressive well, than like, the chicken coop. I replaced it. Like the old one broke. As in the old toilet roll. Hold replaced on. it once. No, <laughs> I've replaced that at least a thousand times. But the you're uh, a better man than I then, because I hate doing that. Whoever finishes the roll, that's your job. Oh, I always leave it just sitting on top. Some jerk. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> bad uh, toilet etiquette. It is, for sure. isn't it? I'm a jerk. So, but that one, like, you know, the chicken coop, I kind of have to like go into the backyard and just like, if I wanted to m- admire my <laughs> achievement, you kind of like, you know, when I used to have chickens, we would feed them on a daily basis, but. After that, it's not like I'm 
you know, if I wanted to, I'd have to go out of my way to see this thing. Yeah. The toilet paper, I'm um, like the toilet roll holder. Can't avoid that. Yeah. Just like every day. I'm like, I can just like sit it, down. Want to. It's right there. And I'm like, yes, I made that. <laughs> and by made, I mean like unscrewed some shit. But usually. I think that's the most impressive of the three. For really? Me. Yeah. Why? What? Look, you it? just. <laughs> I felt like you were hitting on me for a second there. You're like, oh, really? Yeah, baby. I made mm. a toilet roll holder. You like it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Like that's handy and shit. That's what I felt like. Like you're very. That's handy. But you like, m- if a girl was like, "Are you handy?" Be like, "Well, yeah, I can fix things around the house." And then in your mind, put an asterisk at the end. I fix the thing around the <laughs> yeah. house. The thing that yeah, I like handy about is it is sexy. I think. I agree. It's just I'm so rarely handy. Yeah, I know. But yeah. once is uh, now you have. There's a precedent. Yeah. Right. So. I would allow you to call yourself handy. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah, usually in these kind of instances. Can you change a light bulb? Oh, yeah, I can. That's easy. I'm I, shitty I got that. that down. What do you mean? What's involved? It's, I don't know. I'm just scared. It's like so high and. Do you feel up. like it's you're going to get electric shock? No, it's really high up. Just get like a stool. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's why you're handy and I'm not. All right. We'll leave the light bulbs to Rodney. No, like about this, this a real man. Not to harp on this, but I want to point out, like, usually in my mind, mm. someone's going to be like, "Hey, Ben, replace the toilet roll holder," and then I'll do it. I'll unscrew the other one, and she'll be like, "I've seen you in a whole different light." No, no, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm saying that it never turns out as well as I expect. Right. Like I'll put on the new one, and it'll work for like a week. And then it will just get loose and fall over, and it's like you know. Okay, so we you're have- scared to call yourself handy. Is that what we're getting at here? Well, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm not that guy. No. But then I did... That man, some would I'm say. I'm not that man. <laughs> and, but this instance, I... I was that man. Yeah. I unscrewed it and then I screwed the new one on and it's it works. And years later, it's, it's still, still sturdy. <laughs> it's not even like... Do you like the... do chin-ups on it or something? Like... <laughs> I should. <laughs> to test it? No, I would... Uh, don't push it, but... It holds the toilet paper as good as it did day one. And like, I didn't have to, I didn't have to unscrew it and re-screw it. Like, I, I think just, there is something satisfying right. about making stuff with your hands that you don't get any Absolutely. other way. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I changed the, um, the filter on our mm. refrigerator a lot. Wow. And I would say that that requires more like handy man kind of skills than, right. the, than the toilet roll holder. But it's not as satisfying because it's like no. tucked away and you don't get to see it and you're not using that part of the machine. Like you use the water dispenser. Sure. But you never like, I need to direct. But I'm not, use the yeah, I'm not thinking about the filter when I'm using the water dispenser. Yeah. When you're like using the toilet roll, you're thinking about the holder. <laughs> like if this wasn't here, then I wouldn't have you. Yeah. That's yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm with you. That's a manly right, move. Good. You so can call yourself handy. I've done at least like a handful of handy things <laughs> in my lifetime. I heard a story yesterday. Yeah? I had a co-worker tell me a story this week. One at lunch and he was telling me a story about when he was 13. Mm-hmm. And he came home to find a, a dead bird that his cat had caught. Or I guess dying bird. It hadn't killed it yet. Okay. And so he was like, well, I should probably put it out of its misery because... And someone came home and thought he was murdering a bird? That would have been. That would be very unfortunate. That would have been preferable. Oh for what no! Happened. Oh no! That's okay. Oh my <laughs> if gosh! That's the optimal scenario. You know, you're in. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, he 
it's like, well, I'll put it out of its misery. How do I go about this? Sure. And his first thought was, well, on TV and movies, I guess I've seen them do it with a gun. Wow. Okay. Being a 13-year-old kid in Australia, I didn't have access to I know. To I gun. was wondering where that thought went. What, yeah. did he fashion one from kitchen utensils? Yeah, yeah. He's, from his days in the clink. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he learned yeah. how to make a... Uh... He melted down a toothbrush exactly. into a Smith & Wesson. But when that failed... He went to the next best thing yeah. and decided to smash its head in with a brick. Well, yeah, that's what I would have... I, I, honestly, I don't think I would have had the guts. I think I would have had to let it die. Well, that probably would have been the... Uh, again, preferable, which again is yeah. not a great preference. No. So you know this is going horribly wrong. So he throws the brick at this bird. And I don't know if he just couldn't commit to it or what happened, but... Guilt set in the last moment. Yeah, either way, he just crushed the bird but didn't actually kill it. And just ended up causing it more pain. Oh. Apparently, it's like shitting everywhere. It's oh, like man. just writhing at So he's basically torturing a bird at this yeah. point. Yeah. And yep. so I, I suspect like there's a chance that maybe it's just one of those instinctual reactions. Like you can cut off a snake's head and its body will still scream. Right. Yeah. So maybe it was dead or whatever. Yeah. But as a 13 year old kid, you're, you're not like, going to think that far through. No. You're like, what have I done? This is terrible. Yeah. So he's like, all right. Well, this is the part that. I think his plan definitely goes astray. Is- He's like, all right, well, what's plan B? He goes to the garage oh, and no. gets the petrol from the lawnmower. What, he's going to set it on fire? Yep. Why? I don't know. That has got to be the worst option ever. Who's like, wow, you're really in pain. Hang on. I'll just Flames. grab some petrol and well, set you on fire. I guess he's hoping. And now he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's hoping that it'll just be a quick death. Like he'll set it on fire for like a few seconds and it'll be out of its misery. Oh my gosh. Did not happen that way. So now the bird's crushed and flaming. On fire. And being toyed by with a cat. Oh, this has probably been the worst day of this bird's life. I hope. Because if it's been through worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it managed to survive anything else, then uh, it, it was a very unfortunate bird indeed. So he's like, all right, it's still alive. Now why do I... Oh, you're kidding. So he starts... The flaming bird is still on fire. I sound like I'm Elf Stewart from (laughs) Home and Away. Starts... That flaming galah. (laughs) That's where Elf Stewart was walking by and got his catchphrase. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. Uh, Oh, no, there's a flaming galah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, wait a minute. I think I could use that. (laughs) He starts um, digging a hole to bury this bird in. Right. And And it's still alive. Well, it's moving around. Right, so it's writhing at the very least. He puts the bird in the hole and he's like, well, I've got to put out this fire. So he starts pouring water on the bird. Like it might have put out the fire, but now he's drowning the bird. Oh my gosh. The hole's filling up. This is horrific. This is worse than my fish story that made me vegetarian. uh, Yeah, exactly. Does he still eat chicken? I think so. That heartless bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he should sacrifice at the bird god's knees by never eating birds again. I feel like... I'm sure he owes the bird gods. He ever runs into Big Bird or something, they'll be out on the lookout for him. Oh, he's going to lay the smack down. Yeah. He's like, well, haven't the tables turned, good sir? <laughs> yeah. I think the bird eventually died around the time that he's filling the hole with oh, water. Oh, thank gosh. Yeah, and so he buried the bird. He's, he said he's crying like the whole time that this is going on. Yeah, I hope that you would be. Yeah, which I guess that's a sign that Hopefully it won't turn out to be a serial killer because, you know, they always say that you start off torturing animals. Yeah, well, he did start off torturing animals, so... But unintentionally. Maybe he's going to be the saddest serial killer in the world. Yeah, I'm, 
I gotta kill you. There's I'm only really one direction. Sorry. I'm really not enjoying this. I, why won't you just die? You know what's going to have to happen next. I'm going to have to get the petrol if you won't <laughs> just die. <laughs> I can't help myself, but I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah, it'll, I can imagine it'll make for... Um, a less entertaining episode of Dexter Ooh. when he's shedding a tear as he's strapping <laughs> them to the table. Apologetic Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, well, I, I mean, I tortured animals as a kid, but it, you got to believe me. It was an accident. Yeah. It's a slippery... It was a gateway killing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a slippery slope. Exactly. If you need an animal accidentally murdered, then apparently I'm your guy. But <laughs> I'm going to feel bad about it. So, had an awkward situation in your apartment earlier. You might have heard me apologising from the other room. I just assume that's your normal state. It is. I just say sorry in case something happens so that I'm covered. Yeah. Can you do that, do you reckon? Well, I think it would come off as insincere pretty quickly. (laughs) That's a shame. Because sincere apologies, they're a lot of work. (laughs) Okay. No? Yours just You just have to be sincere. Like if you... I struggle. Well, then don't apologise. <laughs> Why are you going to the effort of pr- faking an apology? They're not fake. Yes, they are. If they're not sincere. <laughs> okay. Anyway, irrelevant. So I saw your housemate without a shirt on. How'd that happen? Well, he had his door, I would say, 90% open. Mm-hmm. And so I like peeked around the final 10 to say hello to him because I thought he'd heard us say hello when he walked in, but I now realise he probably had headphones in and had no idea we were in the house. And he was standing there shirtless and we locked eyes. And I, how long have, I've known Julian as long as I've known you. Over 15 years now. At least, yeah. yeah. And I've seen him in the pool at all stages throughout his boyhood and manhood. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now you're making it weird, but go on. (laughs) I was hoping to. It's always enjoyable. Was that Julian texting you? Like, so that was weird. (laughs) It's like, I just got a weird sense to someone uh, talking about my boyhood again. <laughs> anyway, I felt like a freaky, creepy pervert. I felt so creepy that we, like, beat a hasty retreat from the apartment. And you're not used to that feeling, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I immediately identified it because I know exactly what it is. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, I've been there before. Yeah, oh, creeping again, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we beat a hasty retreat from the apartment because I felt like such a weirdo. So what are you asking me? Like, how do I... Well, it's just weird, don't you think? that I've obviously seen Julian without a shirt on multiple times. But it's in the context that makes a difference. Yeah, I felt like a peeping Tom. Because you were, technically. <laughs> now I'm not saying it was your fault. You just went to greet him hello. I did. But you did perv while you were greeting. <laughs> I didn't perv. Well, it's you did, just not intentionally. <laughs> Accidentally purr. Uh, I beg to differ. I think Julian would beg to differ. <laughs> I don't think you can accidentally purr. Of course you can. Like you can't. If, if you just say there's like an attractive woman on the beach that like no, I'm just walking past and she takes right. her top off. Yeah. If I'm, you see it. Yeah. I'm like I'm you, looking. But did you enjoy it? Yeah. Then that's a purr. Yeah. Well, I just but saw I did, it. But I didn't mean to. I accidentally saw her take her top but off. But I just like I didn't have an enjoyable reaction. So do you think that's the difference? Is <laughs> yeah. because you weren't turned on? No, I wasn't. I was surprised. You can still be surprised and turned on. No, I wasn't, though. But you think that's what makes it not a perv? Yeah. Okay. I think the lack of enjoyment. Was it because you were too ashamed that you weren't enjoying it? Like, Julian's a good-looking guy. 
You're allowed to enjoy it. No, I think... (laughs) (laughs) Are you enjoying it a bit too much? I didn't see it, but I mean... (laughs) You see Julie without a shirt on frequently. I've seen him in his bathers like a million times. I assume you have. How do you know how much I see Julian naked? (laughs) I mean, you didn't say no. That's true. How often do you see Julian naked? Do you have a naked apartment? Let's go shirtless. (laughs) Naked. I don't think I've ever seen Julian naked. No. But. No, I've seen him. I don't know. I don't don't want to put. You're making it weird now. (laughs) Right? Now you know how I feel. I can't perv on Julian. It's weird. Let's say like once a fortnight, I'll see him shirtless. I don't know. That's a lot. No, it's not not when you're living together. (laughs) Why? How do these situations occur? We're just sitting there rubbing each other's (laughs) naked bodies and naturally you look down. (laughs) When we're gazing longingly into each other's eyes, sometimes we break eye contact. Yeah. We're just having a traditional <laughs> topless staring competition and one thing leads to another and you lose. And it's like, oh, look at the pecs again. You again. We were uh, flailing ourselves with a cat of nine tails for our mistakes. <laughs> just casually making out for a bit and then, uh, you know. You want to see where your hand's going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels nice. What's that? Abs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how do you actually see your housemate shirtless twice a fort- oh, sorry, once a fortnight, twice a month. Stop stop saying twice a fortnight. You're making it like a schedule. Twice a month. Like, twice a month. I'm just saying on average here. Like, okay. it's not like, oh, so it's again. Twice a week. It's like every, every... And then not for three weeks. Yeah. Is that a hard month? Every... Is it like when you get paid once a month and you got to wait? It's like... the day before the podcast. That's how I know <laughs> that you... it's twice a month. It's like, oh... <laughs> Guess we're doing. I go to. I go to get in touch with Vicky. I saw Julian shirtless again. Do you enjoy it being spread out, or do you like to sort of pack it all in? Like I, I like if I see him like from January first, second, and third. I'm like, oh, I've got like a month and a half of topless Julian. And yeah. I, I see you in February. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, this is disappointing. It's a long drought. Or you're I'm like, never disappointed if I haven't. It's, it doesn't cross my mind. No. <laughs> work out how it works like in january is yeah, he shirtless just, for the whole yeah, month we, and that just, averages we out? just spend the first like, <laughs> month of the year shirtless and then everyone gets their quota filled and right. that's it and then we do christmas in july and that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to work out the system there's no system <laughs> okay sure. it's much like you i might walk past julian the jar door <laughs> and he's shirtless and then i add it to my calendar of how many times i've seen julian shirtless that week <laughs> I'm like, yep, once every two weeks. That sounds about right. <laughs> Starting to add up, Jules. Because <laughs> um, I don't think I ever see my dad shirtless. But does he... Like, I assume your floor plan doesn't allow it for the same way. Like, Well, no, he doesn't. also doesn't get changed with his door open. We are not a naked family. We've discussed this. Yeah, but neither are we. Like, oh. like one... Like, first of all, he didn't expect anyone to walk past. No. Oh, he, sorry. Your housemate family. I think me, your actual family. Yeah. And if he, if Julian did, it would be me. Like, I, he, like, I don't think Possibly he knew. Possibly Erica. I don't, I don't think he knew that. Anyone was home. You were over, basically. Okay. No, you knew that I was home because my light was on. Yeah. Okay. But. So it was a private show that I blundered into. Unintentionally. Like, he, like <laughs> it's not like he's like. Turns around in fright, covering his nipples. <laughs> or maybe he did. I wouldn't know. You I tell me. I don't really know that he knew what went on either. I think we were both just like, ah. Yeah. 
then I beat a hasty retreat to your room and we immediately left the apartment. But I'm not like, usually I don't analyze it to this degree. <laughs> and so it's like, you, you get a glimpse and then you move on with your life. <laughs> well, no, because I couldn't help but notice he had the dick V. Oh, and I was like, this is where this is going. <laughs> well, now we get to the real crux of it. You butted me up with 20 minutes of how many times you've seen Julian naked and you're like, oh, by the way, he's got a better body than you. No. <laughs> just wanted to know if you'd noticed. I didn't notice, no. You hadn't? No, but he's like, I, he definitely works out a lot and he's always, he's got, you know, like he's high-protein diet. Right, he's the salmon and chicken guy. Yeah, like, he will... He definitely puts effort into his body. A lot more than me. I mean, yeah, but that's not hard, is it? I mean, I work out, like, constantly. (laughs) I'm working out right now. (laughs) What, your Kegels? Yeah, I got great Kegels. (laughs) It just doesn't show on the dick for you. Yeah, that was my main thing. I wanted to know if you'd realised that he had one and asked for tips and how that conversation might go. No, because I've seen his diet, and it's all, like... I did not think you were going to say diet just then. Because I've seen his dick. (laughs) It's disappointing compared to the V. (laughs) You must have. What? Nothing, never mind. I must have seen his dick. No, I haven't seen Julian's dick. (laughs) Why must I have? (laughs) Seeing shirtless all the time, it's just natural you would want to see the rest. Like, what are you hiding? (laughs) The allure is too strong. We've only seen from here to here. Tired of this half. No Give one's... me something new. No one send Julie in this episode <laughs> ever. Please, should we just delete this? <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, I've lost it. Ah, I don't know why I thought that you must have. I just felt like it was inevitable. You spend a lot of time in you know, guys' proximities and you see their dick. You said you haven't even seen your dad shirtless. Yeah, but like, a, our dad would never get chained for the door open, ever. But Julian obviously doesn't mind. Yeah, but he's got a frail old man's body, Julian. <laughs> Julian did. I was like, well, <laughs> no. I beg to differ. Julian's working out. He's got a body to show off now. Right, okay. It's upper body, I'm, apparently. As far as we know. <laughs> Okay, so we both can agree we haven't seen that. That's good. <laughs> that will clarify. You're loving this. Why are you smiling so wide? I feel like you have a secret. You're blushing. Okay, I've seen Julian's dick and it's amazing. Is that what you wanted to get out of me? I just knew that you had. I haven't. I don't believe you. <laughs> Unrelated. Sorry, you've seen his diet. Go on. <laughs> Please. Yeah. And Let's dissect Julian's diet. It's a lot of uh, like lean meats, like the right. kangaroo and the salmon, as you mentioned. He does a lot of rice steaming. He would eat like bok choy or something at like <laughs> nine o'clock every night. Like it's very specific. Right. He definitely, he cares about his body and works on it. It's very healthy and I, I don't like even the smell of a lot of these foods, let alone <laughs> want so, to consume them. Now, with the knowledge that he has one, are you willing to go to those lengths? No. Okay. Otherwise, I probably would have done it by now. I don't know. You didn't know he had one? Well, I knew he was in, like, really good shape. Okay. And if that's what it takes to get Julian strong... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't know about the V. If I have to give up 90% of my <clears throat> of the food that I eat. Right. Then no. 
then it's not worth it because it's like, well, I'm not enjoying the rest of my life. Sure, I might <laughs> reap the benefits of sure. having amazing abs and mm. whatnot. What are those benefits? Babes dripping off me. Ew. So you're saying Julian has babes dripping off I him? I assume. <laughs> Just, you know, when I'm not around. <laughs> okay. That's why the door's always open. Yeah, just in Don't case there's... skewer the babe path. Yeah. It's a, it's a constant thoroughfare. Like one right. goes in, one goes out. He's got one of those revolving doors. On his <laughs> or I thought maybe it was bedroom. an escape route for him. He was like, too many babes. Got to run. I mean, that might also be necessary. Um, Smiring home, ladies. I need a break. Yeah. Maybe if you were... They say you got washboard abs. If you literally <clears throat> need a washboard... You you've could always, use Julian's abs. Yeah, you've always got one. I mean, just, you do seem to know a lot more about his body than I do. I believe this twice. Applies, <laughs> this applies to every okay. in-shape person. person. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not Julian specific that you can use his abs <laughs> as a washboard. It's any... I just say he sounds like you would... Like, it definitely is heading along dreamboat territory in your descriptions. You're, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's my dreamboat. Is that what you wanted me to say? I didn't enjoy that as much as I thought I would. It's anyway. a shame. It's been a while. I think it's time for a Drake update. Has been a while. Okay, what's he doing? So, anyone who's uh, unfamiliar with this segment, it's a segment now. Is it? Okay, do we have a, like a lead-in? I feel like we need a song or something. Feel free to sing a Drake jingle if you want. No, come on, we need a Drake j- We need a dringle. You've sung Hotline Bling in the past. Let's okay. have a reprise. A Hotline Bling reprise. Have I sung Hotline Bling on the podcast before? What's that? That's the backing beat. Oh, I thought it was a sprinkler. I was like, are we doing this on the lawn in the 1980s? It's a sprinkler that Drake sings to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, it's like every child. If you're listening to that in surround sound, probably that'll blow your mind. All right. I know when that hotline bling. It could only mean one thing. Drake date. Drake Drop date. <laughs> Drop date. So, Drake update. My mum's in Toronto at the moment. Wow. I, okay. Home of Drizzy Drake. I was going to say, is this going to be like a homegrown drop date? It sort of is. Okay, wow. Because I went there at the mm. start of, or like mid last year. Right. And uh, the city's obsessed with him. Really? Like, he's apparently their greatest Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. In, like the last Toronto's ever. like greatest son or whatever. Yeah. What is Neil Young doing? He's old news. <laughs> okay, sorry. Out with the young, in, in with, with the <laughs> Drake. Out with the young, in yeah. with Drake. There you go. You don't even out every day, do you? <laughs> out with the young, in with the new. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like you go down just like the main street in the city. Right. And there's Nike billboards that just say like, running through the six with my woes. And wow. Like, although it just says like, running through the six. I'm like, that's a lyric for one of his songs. Like right. a recent song at like the time as well. And he, uh, like, I'm like, does anyone call it the six? Because that's like Toronto's <laughs> postcode. Oh, like, okay, I guess right. like the last digit is yeah, like six yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, Okay. But I'm like, you know, my last digit here is six. Like, right, no one's, that doesn't mean anything. No one's to calling me. it the six. No. Like, if I'm like, where you going, Ben? I'm like, I'm oh, just heading back to the six. Everyone Everyone's like, just like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, on your six? Like, you're turning around? Right. So, uh, what would you? What is? Is there a nickname where of where you live? No. <laughs> 
That's why I was like so impressed that people are calling like would it actually six. like understand what yeah, that meant, right. right? Like you know, you hear like a lot of rap songs that are lost, like straight out of Compton, and now you're running through the six, but. It does sound a lot cooler. Yeah, like straight out of Melbourne or <laughs> yeah, that's not great, is South it? Bank. <laughs> it's not. But your cool. the place where you live isn't sketchy. Like I feel like I could get away with straight out of St Kilda. Well, the one because it sounds like someone yeah, right. could get stabbed because it is. One thing I do like is Nas. He is from Queensbridge, right? Another like big rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in Queensbridge, so it's like Street. every every time he mentions it, I'm like, oh, straight out of Queensbridge. <laughs> Me and you, buddy. Represent. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, I'm in Canada. They're like obsessed with Drake. You go to the baseball, every other song like between innings is like they're playing trophies wow, on repeat. Wow, my gosh. It's like the whole city is like... It really, it really is like Toronto's favorite right. son. I was like, remember when anything happened before... I don't know, three years ago? No, no because Drake, Drake wasn't around. Yeah, that's right. Drake didn't narrate it in yeah. his song. This, wow. The uh, calendar. about his time in like, what's that show? In Degrassi? Yeah. Is that part of it? Like they're like, that's their oldest memory. I'm sure they've got a channel that's dedicated to Degrassi. Right. I feel like that. Yeah. Um, no, the calendar started on Drake's birthday. <laughs> that's how in, into Drake like, Toronto is. It's like is. the Mayans or yeah. something. Right. Wait, okay. So, like, when he dies, does, like, the world end for them? Well, we're already in AD after Drake. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I see. That'll be AD. I see. So, uh, so mum has obviously just discovered this. Right. Because okay. now she's, like, immersed in Toronto she, she has no choice but to like Drake. Well, but to like at least discover who yeah, the hell he acknowledge is. Acknowledge him. Right. Because I've like brought him up briefly in conversations and she's like, who? And then I'm like, he's from Toronto. That's your place. <laughs> and Do you say it in that accent? I, I say and I have, she gets confused by what you mean by that. When I was a kid, I got yelled at for pronouncing the T or the second T in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So they say it like Toronto. Oh, okay. And so I kind of like sometimes have to say it like that. Right. So I don't get a beating, you know. Oh. How so uh, mum's been like emailing me about him. Oh, wow. That's unusual. <laughs> Whose mom is emailing them about Drake? Well, I think she's trying to fill me in. She's like... No, I just... That's unusual. Like, I can't say my mom's emailing me about Drake. My mom's in Europe. What is she so, emailing you about? I don't know. She asked for my email address this morning. So we'll find out. Okay. But I'll keep you updated. By. She's in Europe. So probably not as Drake heavy. Mm, no. Maybe the Kardashians over there. Depending where in Europe, maybe she could like get your Beethoven emails going on. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. So... Uh, we you just reminded me I needed to email my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was like a big NBA All-Star game coming up. And she was like emailing me, oh, there's like this controversy about the NBA game. And did you know that he was in Degrassi? And uh, she was like, oh, I guess, uh, you know, way more about Drake than I do. And you're like, thanks for noticing. <laughs> That's right, yeah, mom. She thought she was like, you know, you imparting you wisdom were? on the new generation. Jeez. But uh she was telling me about this NBA All-Star game. Yeah. And Sting was performing at this game. Like, he's doing the halftime show. Did it turn out to be a Sting? That'd be amazing. What, like he's secretly doing some heist at the same yes! time? <laughs> That's right. That's what I thought you were going to say. Like, it was some Sting on Drake. We should make remake the movie The Sting and just <laughs> cast Sting. sting. <laughs> I really like that movie. I've never watched it, but I heard oh, good things. Oh, it's good. It's really good. I'm waiting for the Sting version. <laughs> if it came out on Blu-ray, yeah. would you call it Stingray? Nope. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to clear that up. And so, yeah, they announced that Sting's performing. Right. And Toronto's like, what the fuck? Where's Drake? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? That's so funny. <laughs> and 
so we're like, I, I heard about this in the news. We don't want Sting, yeah. we want Drake. And I didn't really understand it because I'm like, well, why would you even assume you can't that... You just demand who you right. want. That's not how it works. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Like, imagine if it was like, oh, I guess he's playing at, like, the AFL Grand Final. Like, Britney, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We want I'm Yeezy. More, yeah, I'm more of a Kanye guy, so all, all make that happen. All of feels like Kanye right yeah. now. Just so you know. What's Britney doing? Kanye's got a new album out. That's right. Britney's doing this show in Vegas. We're not into that. Yeah. Give us Kanye. <laughs> I'm sort of imagining like negotiations between like the townspeople and I don't even know. Like the NBA the you know, cha- or chairman or whatever. Or and it's yeah. like on slips of paper, like he passes over like. <laughs> <laughs> Who can we bargain? Yeah. Like, well, we, he we don't have Drake. He passes over like Sting. Yeah. And they're like, Drake, and like pass it back over. And he's like, ooh, Drake. Like, it's maybe like, like Little White <laughs> passes that over. They, uh, they slide back Drake again. It's like, damn, they're hard bargainers. <laughs> Putting for Drake. <laughs> so they slide back like T Pain. <laughs> so God damn it, why don't you understand him? We want a tier one rapper. Yeah, right. And it's like, Drake. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, all right. Chris Brown. <laughs> it's like, he's not even Canadian. God damn it. And then it's like, Drake. <laughs> Drake. It's like, fuck. Let's see what I can do. Jeez. He's starting to sweat. Yeah. So I, I hear like that headline basically right yeah i didn't really understand it. i'm like mum's immersed in it like let's get some <laughs> details i'm like to canada to toronto specifically just feel like like everyone just loves yeah i'm bling right it's just really going off and she's like yeah that's like he's their boy oh my gosh and stings the old generation we feel like his music's outdated right. we're on team wow. team Drizzy, your mum's right? on drizzle apparently really wow and so in my mind like is sting even canadian no, he's British. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just who That's they could so get. Rough. Like, like I don't that even. Is so mean. I don't understand why they assume that like Drake is going to be they at every event. Want to. Yeah, I like, know. It seems like he's like the mayor or something right. in their minds. Like um, they're like, we're opening a new hospital. Like, who the fuck is yeah. this guy? <laughs> we're holding on to the novelty scissors until and fucking until Drake, Drake shows, shows up, up and opens this goddamn. <laughs> Hospital. Hospital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how it feels. Like, like every new like, are they expecting Jake to just show up and sing at every event? Apparently. <laughs> so I'm like, well, yeah, that's like rough. Like, he must feel real indebted to this town now because he can't leave without someone demanding he come back and perform, <laughs> like put on some kind of show. That's so weird, though. That's like your grandma just like demanding you. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe there's like another. Like big your mum goes to visit, and you, she's like, "No, your old hat." Yeah, <laughs> we've seen you for like fifty years. <laughs> Ben's the new generation. Right. What's he doing? What's Ben doing? He's our favourite son. Bring him. Yeah, you can't do that. Your old news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and but apparently that's what Toronto's <laughs> thought is at the moment. So uh, he he was at the game. He was there. Yeah. So what did they like? Just like crowd surf him down. He and like he impromptu sang. Apparently, he like opened the game. Basically, like he oh my kind gosh. of showed up. I suppose the crowd went wild, <laughs> and then uh, shunned their backs on Sting. Yeah, that's like, is that what happened? Like everyone t- like turned it, they, and faced yeah, the other faced way. Yeah, the opposite direction. Yeah. Refused to applaud. <laughs> Isn't that what they did to like heretics in the church or something? <laughs> Probably. God. They like walked outside Mickey, and turned their backs. I don't think you're understanding this. It's Sting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sting. We're going to put up with that shit. Look, I'm not a fan, but we had to do meatloaf. Yeah. 
Like <laughs> we want hotline bling, not message in a bottle. Right, I don't know how okay. much more clear yeah, we have to be. That's right. Like times have changed. We don't send messages in bottles anymore. Right. We've got telephones now. There you go. <laughs> I love that all of Toronto demanded Drake. Like yeah. not even the people whom are like sting generation. They're like, no, we demand Drake. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. Was there like riots in the streets? Probably. I can just... It's like, you know that I mean, a, tr- a Canadian riot is probably more low-key than yeah. a <laughs> typical riot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But someone tipped over a garbage bin. No, I'm imagining, like, <laughs> do you know, like, the Eureka Stockade or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> they burned down the hotel. I'm imagining they've, like, blocked off the streets and they're, like, setting out and they're negotiating, like, <laughs> with the loud horn and they're like, come out. Like, well, come out for Drake. <laughs> <laughs> We want the full album back to front, right. non-negotiable. <laughs> and Hotline Bling twice. Yeah, that's the encore. <laughs> so Sting performed. I think there was like a lot of expectations now that they had basically rioted. Yeah, no um, kidding. That Drake would at least make a surprise appearance. And he did, which well, is he, good. Well, he was at the game, but he wasn't part of the halftime show. Okay. It they is thought, a lame halftime show. Like, how good is the Super Bowl one comparison? But this is only like an NBA All-Star game. It's not even like the grand final. It's just like, I, I got the impression it's just random players from different teams playing against Oh, them. right. Okay. So yeah. it's not like... It's not like the AFL Grand Final where we copped Meatloaf. I was like, that seems harsh. This is basically our premier sporting event. Uh, yeah, well, that's the other thing. Like, maybe Drake's too expensive. Maybe they just couldn't afford him. No, I was thinking, like, for this event, like, it seems a little low-key for his current career. Right. The Super Bowl, you expect, like, Kanye, Beyonce, yeah, that's like, Katy you, Perry. You get, like, right. the cream of the crop. Right. But, like, you're not getting them at every baseball game, are you? No. Like, it's got to be the World Series final. The fact that they got Sting is amazing. I know. <laughs> I know. But, obviously, Canadian people aren't as grateful as I thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think there was, like, maybe some thought that because it was basketball, that's, like, more of a hip-hop crowd. Okay. And so they wanted something more contemporary. Right. But I, still... I feel like people would have enjoyed Sting. They like, did. What are they... Okay, that's good. I, I I feel like this whole thing was completely overblown. <laughs> okay. But right. it's just amazing that that was even a notion in the first place, that they feel... That you can just demand whoever yeah. you want. It's like, that's not how events work. Right. Like, whoever we get is who we get. Imagine if you could just demand someone else at an event. Like, no, we don't really like them. I've been asking that I get a new co-host for years, but Katy Perry <laughs> does not return my calls. So I think they appeased the town by giving them their keys to the city. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Did they actually? Yeah. They actually gave him the keys to the city. Yeah. That's amazing. That's hilarious. I don't know what the keys to the city do. Nothing. Don't you get to like come up with a law for like one day or something? I mean, I that would be pretty cool. I don't know. I feel like, like it's more symbolic than anything, but... I think, like, when they gave... They gave them to someone in Geelong. Okay. And um, he was allowed to, like, come up with a law that, like, stood for one day or something. <laughs> and he was like, I repeal all parking tickets that anyone's received in the city of Geelong. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. He's joking. What, so they couldn't even do that? So, no. So he had to... He ended up just being like, oh, okay, fine. It's, like, free parking in Geelong for this day. Yeah, so <laughs> you've got, like, some power, but within... Restraint. Right. Yeah. I remember hearing on the radio once that I think it was Boy George got the keys to the city for Hobart at one stage. Right. Okay. And so that seems like it's just like, well, how can we get a celebrity to our town? We'll just take anyone. We'll just give him the keys to the city. Yeah. But at least Drake seems deserving since it's his hometown. It's his hometown and he's pretty famous. Well, he's like, yeah, one of the biggest names in uh, music at the moment. Right. But were they like, what has Boy George done for us lately? 
I don't know. It's just, it's just funny that that's the guy they choose to give to the it keys. It is strange. To the city. True. Like, there's got to be a, a good list. Should we look up the keys to the city and of like which? who's got Melvin's keys to the city? Yeah. Okay. Because you know, there's like some weirdos on the list that you're like, they gave them. A key. I know, right? Like, surely I deserve a key. <laughs> if that's who you're just giving keys out to. Yeah. Let's start a campaign. <laughs> I know you're a big fan, Vicky. Tell us, tell us what you know about Travis Scott. Is he from that band? What I band? Not. Uh, he no, I actually know this. He's from Blink One Eight Two. There is a guy in Blink One Eight Two called Travis. It's not who I'm thinking. Oh right, okay. Is it that other guy with like the slow voice? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know the slow voice guy. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> no, the from that from Radio One. Oh, from Beats One. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Joshua Homme. Yeah, that's right, Joshua Homme. The Alligator Hour. I was like, no, it's something to do with hummus, but not quite. Sure. No, I do appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that impression again, but it was not Joshua Homme. Uh, it is not Travis from Blink-182. Okay. But you're on the right track. He's a musician. He's a uh, hip-hop artist, in fact. Okay, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was at a concert recently, and uh, he yelled at one of the security guards. I guess, you know, there's like security down the front of the stage. It sounded like, like I'm, there's only like a snippet of audio that I've got here. I'll play it for you in a sec. It sounded like the security guard took something off one of the, one of the attendees in the front mm-hmm. row and Travis got annoyed. And so he's yelling at the security guard, which in itself isn't amazing. But the fact that he had auto tune on the mic. Oh, this is going to be good. So while yeah. he's while he's doing this, he's like kind of telling off this guy, but it's all auto tune. So you can't really take it seriously, but it makes for some some good listening. Here we go. Bro, I will smack the fuck out of you, nigga. Don't ever take a fucking motherfucking mic out of my fucking fans' head, man. He said, hey, yo, Mike, motherfucking Tony, get this nigga out of my face, man. Get this nigga out of my face. No security touches a Travis Scott fan, bro. It's not how we rocking, bro. He's putting music behind that. Oh yeah, he's got a DJ. <laughs> Are you serious? Who's saying that? I think that's like his MC or oh. So uh, yeah. So he's like, no, I'm not like making a show. No, it's like pretty intense what he's saying. But I wasn't actually really listening. It sounded like he was doing a show. It doesn't matter. All he's doing is like. Don't no one touches a Travis Scott fan like that, bro. It's not how we rock it, bro. He's like, like yelling at this guy, but his voice is all auto tuned, so it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, like the MC is right there with the air horn and everything. Yeah, he's so, loving it. I'm yeah. like, is this guy putting music behind this? Basically, oh, is that the whole clip? Yeah, it's only like oh, a minute long. Okay, yeah. But you want more clips? Embarrassingly, the same thing happened to me. Oh, here we go. I don't think it did, but it all right. Definitely did. I was performing a concert myself, actually. Oh yeah, where? Uh, in one of the many prestigious venues in Melbourne City. Name it. The Amphitheatre. That is in Greece? (laughs) In ancient Greece? (laughs) It was a different amphitheatre. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. Well, it's uh, kind of underground. I don't expect you to know these uh, up-and-coming joints. Anyway, I was putting on a show, and, yeah, the security guard did the same thing, and I... Went on a bit of a rant, but it is awkward because my mic has been on auto tune, and mm-hmm. you know it's just it's happening to everyone these days. What can you do? So uh, I thought I'd get ahead of the scandal and play it for you before the rest of the press kind of jumped on this and yeah made fun of me. Um, 
Anyway, I'll, I'll just play it for you. Okay. You can judge for yourself. You're singing your favourite song. I mean, what other songs do you expect me to sing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm surprised that this is making a comeback. I mean, I don't have a huge repertoire. No, I, well, I mean, don't you? I would. I wasn't at the amphitheatre on New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was either this or one of those um, Christmas uh, jingles that we made up last episode. And I mean, they're still a little half-baked. So. Ooh. I'm, no, I'm just saying, like, OM Tree. We had the... It is a, it is it's, a, that's a, a hit. That's a produced song. <laughs> We still got we like. We used to work quite hard on this, didn't we? <laughs> hey, you've only heard 12 seconds I'm of this. Sorry. Listen to okay. how much effort went into this. I mean, my one man show that concept. <laughs> I'll start over. Hey, 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 Tony, get this guy out of my face, man. Get this thing out of my face. Now you got him heated. You don't know the shit that I have to deal with. I'll give you a taster, bro. Just a little taste. I dropped my fucking phone the other day. Smashed the screen into a thousand pieces, bro. I blame that Pokemon Go. Always having to whip that shit out of my pocket. I know most of y'all stopped playing months ago. But I got a Blastoise now, motherfuckers. You really think I'm gonna quit after that? And I don't have that Apple Care. I take my shit to Phone Fix or whatever it's called. Sure, they spell phone with an F, so it seems kind of shady. But those guys are legit. But I hate going there, because it's opposite one of those pop-up stalls that sells the world's most expensive skin cream. And as soon as you get in line for the phone place, the girls all start hassling you like, Do you have a skincare regime? You know what? No, I don't. And I don't want one either. Especially not for 150 bucks. I don't care if it's made from manuka honey, unicorn horns, or your own fucking foot. I already feel like an asshole for dropping $120 on a new phone screen. I'm not in the market for expensive beauty products right now, bitch. But you can't tell them that. They're all sugary sweet when asking, do you have a skincare regime? And then, when they start walking away, they turn into the goddamn Demogorgon. It was a simple question. It might be a simple fucking question. But I happen to know that the answer is 25 minutes long and ends with you shaking me down for 150 bucks. You got, they worked on you once, didn't it? I, I never actually bought the skincare. Oh, cream. okay. But yeah, like I was, as I said in my little rant there, mm. I went to get my phone fixed and... Is that actually a true story? Uh, I mean, I speak from the heart when oh, I, I didn't I'm on know. stage. I thought it was just a hypothetical, like these are things that could happen, but no, that is no, start no. to finish a real story th- this week. <laughs> Yeah. I'm reluctant. Should I just say, I am reluctant to support any regime. Just what did the idea that it is a regime puts you off? Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like we're suppressing someone. <laughs> I don't want my skin to be subject to a regime. Good point. Well, I should have said that to her when she was uh, Particularly giving me the hard Particularly when free radicals get involved. I'm like, what is this? Some sort of like struggle for sovereignty on my face. Yeah, you start buying expensive skincare cream and next thing you know, there's EMPs going off all over the city. To suppress the free radicals. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I started off talking about my phone. Yeah, I blame Travis Scott for this. I mean, it's just a common... very Kanye. It's just a common issue in uh, hip-hop. The skincare girl. No, they would just buy it because they're balling. No, I meant meant, uh, leaving your mic on while you're ranting with the auto Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, uh, I'd got a big car insurance bill. 
that day. I hate so, that. I just had to pay $800 of fines. It's yeah. Oh, no, this wasn't even fines. This was just like, hey, if you want to keep driving and expecting someone to uh, help you out if you crash. I looked into a cheaper option and I guess this is what happened. Oh, they keep hassling you? Let auto you tune put a fake number fill in. you in. Why did I not warn you? No, that wasn't the issue. Oh. You'll hear. And that's not all, bro. It doesn't end there. I got my car insurance bill this week from the RACB. Do you know how much that shit costs, dude? I don't have piles of cash just lying around. I got rent to pay and Christmas and credit cards and shit. Mama said call Yui, that'd be cheap. Their ads are always banging on about it. So I went online to get a free quote. And you know what happened? They called my mobile. What's the point of the website if you're just going to call me? I went online not to talk to anyone. So this guy picks up and he's all like, Hi Ben, like we're best friends or some shit. And he starts grilling me about what I'm up to and how my Christmas went. And I'm like, I don't know bro, it was okay I guess. And then he starts going on about how his was weird. And they all just ate jelly and cheese or some Are shit. Are you serious? And it was like five. My auto-tune rants don't lie, Vicky. Did that actually, that is so weird. We can debrief after this. That is so weird. And it was like five minutes of this before he even told me that he was calling out my car. At one point, he starts asking me about my job. I don't know if it was like part of the questionnaire or now we're on a first date, but it was all really weird. He was making a joke about, well, at least you don't work in insurance. And I kind of left it hanging. And then several office seconds later, he'd be like, no, no, seriously, it's not that bad, dude. Yeah, dude, I remember the part about the call being monitored for quality purposes, too. Don't worry. The whole thing went for like 18 minutes. And half of that was answering the same questions I already told the internet. Half was making small talk with Steve from Yui. And after all that, you know what the kicker was? It was going to cost me more than my already expensive as shit car insurance. Are you kidding me, bro? I use that call like once a week. I made small talk with you, bro. You think I do that shit for fun? Tupac, rest in peace. (laughs) See, a real rapper would know he's not dead. (laughs) Well. So, I don't believe that's real. Bring him back and maybe we'll we'll learn. I'll admit I'm not a real rapper. (laughs) He started talking about his Christmas. Oh, yeah. He was doing like the whole overly friendly customer service thing. I find that weird. But it really came across as like he was looking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's so creepy. I don't want to know the details about your Christmas. Like... Whenever you're talking to a customer, you make very generic small talk. I don't want to know that everyone had, what was it, jelly and crackers? I, I can't imagine. What are you, I can't like, remember exactly, but yeah, it was like two weird, uh, you know, food items like that. It wasn't the traditional like turkey and ham or anything. It was just like, hey, let's get the Christmas jelly going now. Great. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Steve. But it was like, it was weird because he like, he answered the phone like, I assumed it was from the company because I just put my phone number into the website. Yeah. He didn't pick up the phone like that. He was just like, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, good. Fine, thanks. <laughs> like, we're best friends. And he's like, oh, so what are you up to? I'm like, I don't know, just hanging out at home. He's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, like, having right, a good day. I'm like, something like that. He's like, yeah, cool. I'm like, this is, why are you forcing this yeah. onto us? Also, who are you? Yeah. Like, I don't want to give you too many, like, are you seeing if I'm at home to see if you can rob me? Like, what's going on? Yeah, what's your mum's maiden name? Yeah, like, exactly. What's going on? It was, you know, the whole thing was weird. It's like, you know, these companies like Virgin, where they're trying to be like, cool yeah i don't go in for it leave me alone i don't want to talk to you yeah i kind of just wanted the faceless like robot that i could just and that's why i go with comprehensive (laughs) i have comprehensive car insurance i'm pretty sure you think i should look into them they are only online they cannot call me well uh, yeah (laughs) that's what i'm looking for (laughs)
This is the end of my rant. Oh, there's more. Yeah. I, get, I mean, Tupac is not dead, seemed... Tupac, rest in peace. Yeah, sorry. I mean, Tupac is not dead, which is what it should have said. You obviously made a mistake. You're so upset. Sure. No, it, it continues. It continues. It was it was a little long-winded. But this was the end of my ranting, and I was getting into it by the I end. I can see that. Yeah. No security touches an insane ramblings fan, bro. It's not how we rock it, bro. It's not how we rock it, bro. Had this party last year, New Year's Eve. The place was going off. Everyone was having a killer night, bro. There were flashing lights and glow sticks everywhere. We got a beautiful view of the fireworks over the river. It was magical, bro. Magic. I wake up the next morning to start the cleanup process. It's not the most fun part of a house party, but you gotta understand, it's a necessary evil, bro. You feel me? You feel me. I'm going from room to room, picking up dozens of empty and half-empty bottles, even a couple of unopened ones. It's not all bad. I accumulated a little bit of a stash after that, you know what I'm saying? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying, bro? Then I seize it. Someone had brought, not Coke, not Pepsi, they brought LA motherfucking ice, bro. That's that knockoff shit, yo. No one drinks LA ice. Who the fuck brought LA ice to my party? Now, who here wants to hear something off my new album? No one. Regain some composure. No, the crowd sounds like they're into it. No one ever wants to. So, is your car a 2007 Ford Fairlane? No, not at all. I'm not going to tell you. Why? I don't want you to put my email address in even. Damn it. But yeah, it was... uh, Obviously, something I felt passionate about considering it happened a year ago. <laughs> but I still, yeah. I still haven't got over the LA Ice incident. I didn't even know you could still get LA Ice. Well, yeah, if anyone's unfamiliar, it's like the knockoff, knockoff brand. It's a knockoff of Pepsi, basically. Well, yeah, which, which is, is a already knockoff of Go- subpar. <laughs> I feel like it's even a knockoff of some other knockoff of Pepsi. It's, got, it's three knockoffs down. Yeah. I would go Coles Coke over LA Ice. I feel like, yeah, someone brought it to the party and just like... It didn't get opened. That's no, sure. of course not. But they were like, I've brought something. Yeah. Like, and, then really. they, and then they go to drinking every, the, all the good shit that everyone else brought. Mm. And we tried to pawn it off on like guests. Really? Like, no one would even take free LA ice. I think Brendan almost did once and then he like left it behind and like, <laughs> screw it. We're just going to tip like, this um, out. Yeah. No one's ever going to drink that. It's no. completely useless. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a traumatic event. I can see that. The best part about this is looking into Vicky's eyes when she's like, listening back to this like what are you what are you doing <laughs> this is what you spent your holiday on <laughs> i mean you had a whole week off i went rock climbing in tasmania this was this was more important <laughs> okay <laughs> my mistake thanks everyone for listening that was episode 12 of insane ramblings rerun the last in our uh, current series but i'm sure we'll be back when uh, 
you know, we've got some uh, more quality content built up for you. That is it. Um, so these have been bonus episodes. So we'll be back to uh, serenading you every fortnight instead. In the meantime, you can email me, vicky at insaneramblings.net. Ben at insaneramblings.net will also find me. Or you can reach the both of us, podcast at insaneramblings.net. Jump on our Facebook, facebook.com slash insaneramblings. Or you can also rate and review us on iTunes, where you can also subscribe. And uh, please do recommend us to your friends if you like the show. Away, see you, but. I'm not loving you way I wanted to. I bet no one knew. I got no one new. Na, 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 na. <laughs> I'm not loving you way I wanted to. I bet no one knew. I got no one new. No, I said I'm through. Back a love for you. But I'm not loving you way I wanted to. So keep your love, ooh, hang on. Where, where, where are we? What the hell is going on? The dust has only just begun to fall crop circles in the carpet sinking feeling hide and seek trains and sewing machines mm, what to say Ooh, that you only meant well Cause she did what you say mm, That it's all for the best Of course it is mm, what you say mm, That it's just what we need And you decided this mm, What you say mm, What did you say? <laughs> Insane ramblings